0: my phone, check my email and I get these emails that say things like lost tabby cat roofer recommendation wanted yet another intruder has broken into our car you all may have um, the next door app it's a mixed blessing because I find out what's going on in my neighborhood and I get to know the names of some of the neighbors that are streets beyond where I know where they are and I find out how fearful my neighbors are. There was a thread I followed. So now everyone has, many people have, um, security cameras connected to their doorbells or automatic lights that come on so you can post videos and still images so now I'm seeing these weird grainy photographs of oh yeah that house looks familiar and so I'm following a thread starts out like all the other threads these people came to our door and there's a picture And so you see these grainy three guys, and you don't know who they are. And then someone else has chimed in and posted a video. Yeah, they came to our back door, and then they went to our front door. Don't know what they wanted. And then someone else adds, you need to be so careful about answering the door. And then someone else answers and said, oh, yeah, they came to our house And they were looking for handouts. We didn't have anything except we'd just been to the grocery store and we gave them a bag of carrots. Hope it's what they wanted. (laughs) And it goes on and on like that. And you can tell that these individuals went from door to door. And some people gave them things. Some did not. And that's where the thread ends. Until the next day, there's another thread so we happen to live in this fabulous neighborhood that has, is near the, um, one of the spurs of the jogging trails that leads to the river. So there's a lot of posting about the park that that goes through and what the joggers see and who doesn't pick up their dog. And uh, you, you get it. <clears throat> and uh, one of the joggers said, you know what, I think I saw those guys. And they were at the park, and they had taken one of the barrels and built a fire, and it looked like they were cooking something. And they looked okay, so I went up, and sure enough, they were making some kind of stew and asked me to join them. I was hesitant, but happy to stop jogging, <laughs> so I did found out they were veterans, homeless, the exact people that we are collecting coats and scarves and mittens for. And we shared a meal. It's amazing what you can cook in cans and eat out of. Does that story sound familiar? Stone soup, if it happened in your... uh, Next door app. So we tell stories over and over again, and we tell them in different ways because sometimes we need to hear them and we're ready to hear them in a different way. You know, I like the Stone Soup story. It's a good story in the sense, and what makes a good story worth telling over and over again is it has enough layers. And all of us who are so completely different and completely alike all at the same time can find ourselves in that story. How often has someone said, could you help me? And oh, if it wasn't just the exact wrong time and moment and you have to say, I cannot. Or or are you just feeling grouchy and like, no, can't. You're the third person that's asked and I'm not. but it it has enough layers. What's interesting about stories is there is the telling of the story, the words, whatever the storyteller chooses or the writer, or if we're going to be biblical, the scribes, those who eventually wrote down the stories in the Bible. But then the other half of the story is those of us that hear it, and what we bring to that story our experiences, so really a story is always a collaborative effort, which is why we can hear the Stone Soup story over and over again and find something different. Sometimes for me, the Stone Soup story is about war and peace and how tragic war is and that its tentacles are not just about deaths on the battlefield but what it does to all who are living in the place of war and even outside of war, that it impoverishes everyone and everything. Sometimes it's told in a way that's this trickster, you know. I'm going to trick you into being generous. I'm going to trick you into giving me something. And so I get bristly and feel like the story's about generosity, but it's also about being tricked, and that annoys me. On the other hand, to be perfectly honest, we come to church and tell our stories, and there is an element of integrity and honesty, but also selling and trickery. I kind of want you to do me a favor. Would you help me with a committee? And I'll find a way to spin it (laughs) so that hopefully you'll get something out of it too, which is what every exchange Is about there's the the power dynamics and um, so we're a church that believes in truth but the the gift of stories is that they have more than one truth and I suspect most of you are familiar with the Nigerian author Gina Nam I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher her name because it's um, Chimamanda. Ngozi Adichie. She's written about becoming a feminist, but she's also written and done a TED Talk that's been watched widely about the danger of hearing a story and only hearing one part of it. And she acknowledges that it is dangerous to think there is a single story The story she tells is what it means to come from Nigeria to the United States and be a student, and the assumptions that people had, A, when she opened her mouth, oh, my gosh, your English is so clean and clear. How did that happen? Oh, oh, you don't listen to tribal Nigerian music? You're listening to Taylor Swift? people had already imposed on her the classic african stereotype of the starving child with and she says this, this is how she describes it starving child with flies at the corners of their eyes because we often think there's a single story about that continent and impose it, I, I have to admit when I went to college in Massachusetts, a group of friends and I agreed that we would play off on that story, and we were dying to go to the dorm and put on our best sort of yokum accent and go, Golly! They have indoor plumbing in these places because <laughs> we knew they would think someone from Oklahoma in Massachusetts <laughs> before there was the internet we had fun imagining and some of it was true so stories matter stories not only open our hearts and minds but they actually create us as a people which is again why we tell this stone soup story over and over again because in it we find who we are as a generous people, who we are as a suspicious people, who we are as a fearful people, who we are when we are willing to cross the line and step out of our fear. And I forgot to tell you one of my favorite tellings of the story, which I think Pete Seeger captures, is the wisdom of the children. No, 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 come on, give it a try. See what stone soup is like. because we get caught up in in our own ageism here in our country and in our own congregation. The other aspect of stories that we complete it, that it's two-sided, it's the teller and the layers, is that stories can hold paradox. And oh my gosh, if there's not something that we're all about is that life is paradoxical And we reject all of those religious stories that say, it is only this way. Because that doesn't fit how life feels to us. And we have to be willing to hold two truths that are equally true at the same time. And I'd make the case that a lot of the retelling that's going on in the United States is asking us to open our hearts to the fact that there are different layers to different stories and that sometimes we've only told one sliver of it. All of the knocking down of Confederate memorials and working about renaming institutions is all about, you know, we've been telling the story this one way and there is more to the story. Black Lives Matter is about, wait, 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 there is more to American history that we have not been telling, and the same is true with Native American history, and history of queer and what it means to not be gender normal, that's the wrong term, what it means to be gender fluid, let's say that in this country. We have to hear those broader stories with more layers and hold those contradictions. Yes, this person may have been a fabulous general, heroic, courageous, and caused harm. And the statue was not put up at the, at the end of the war, but at a later period of history when the Ku Klux Klan was rising in the 1920s. Wait, wait, they, the, the story is bigger. So those conversations about, well, it's about racing history. No, it's not. It's about making history and the story broad enough to encompass the complexity and the contradictions. And that's the work we try to do here. And when we listen to each other's stories, I hear the truth in your story, but is there a little more? Which is why we have to listen deeply Um, I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it now for a whole year. I hope you get sick of me. And that is, we have an opportunity to craft our story, what it means to be Hope Unitarian Church. Because we now can officially say this is our 50th year, 2018, and part of looking at our history is maybe looking at pieces that we haven't fully looked at. I hope in a couple of weeks to go, okay, this hill, this hill is a powerful hill, and we know that. We can see the vistas, but who was here before, long before we were? How is that part of our history, of being 50 years old? We often talk about history starting when we started, but we happened to join a history that was already long going. And how have we carried that forward, and how have we... Deviated from it and we need to look at our own story where have we been incredibly successful and we continue to be but where have we stumbled and fallen because in those stories will be hope you know what we blew it there we were starving we almost didn't have enough money to pay to turn the lights on and we got through it we got so mad at each other that we blew each other apart and split and some people left but some of us stayed and we're still here? How do we hold the contradictions of our own story and hear all the various layers in it and not just to entertain ourselves and feel good about it but also to push us into where we're headed for the next 50 years. I think that's the work we have this year to do, to find our story and how our story fits, because we're going to push against some stories of our city and our state and our country. I hope they need us telling different stories, because it's the stories that create us I often think about how I tell my own stories, and hmm, it's not quite really what I want to emphasize. It really, the story is about that. So I'm going to end with a quote from Adichie. Stories matter. Many stories matter. Stories have been used to dispossess and to malign. But stories can also be used to empower and to humanize. Stories can break the dignity, but stories can also repair that dignity. May it be so.